0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to. The June 1st edition of One Nation Radio, I'm your host Rich Lado. Of course, here with my co-host James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Now that I got the audio right. I hope. Look,
1: I guess fourth time is a charm. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, man, um here and I'm I'm can't wait to hear you talk about your live experience watching this show because um I thought it was I mean, it's obviously one of the best shows of the year. Uh but I think the live experience is something different because like to be quite honest i think the best part about the show was y'all so i can't
0: i can't wait to hear what uh what, what your insights were from 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 live man being in that show uh there's, there's a reason that this show is coming out later than it, it's supposed to and it's because my voice was fucking shattered last night um from uh and i made it pretty much until the main event and then like when they came back into the arena i just like Empty the, the gun, and then I felt like I had like someone had stabbed my throat with like a, a damn like sword or something like that. That's what it felt like. And, um, I, I attended the show with uh Chad Matthews, the doc, and uh Dave Finishel, and we were all in agreement that this was like one of the great shows of all time. Like, it was just like it was a religious experience. Like I could tell the the night was special when Justin Roberts came out and everybody gave a, a big pop or a road warrior pop to Justin Roberts. And I was like, huh? And then of course, you know, you roll into the pre-show with Serena Deeb and Riho. Did you get a chance to catch that match James? I did not. I've heard good things though. Yeah. It's like four or four and a quarter at least. And people were living, dying with every near fall in the pre-show. It was just like, Everyone knew why they were there. The crowd was not going to let this show fail. And we just felt like we wanted to go nuts, like, off of, off of everything. And it was like, especially, like, uh, some of the entrances, like the John Marcy Wild thing stuff, uh, when Jungle Boy won um, the Battle Royal and um, just different you know, during the three-way, just people actually biting on all those near falls and all that. I bit on one of them. And I was like, damn, there new- wasn't no title change about to happen. But... Um. Yeah. I was. Was it on the ref? Was it on the ref pull? No. I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was a different one. I think it was, was okay. when he fell. I think when Kenny was in the brutalizer and then uh, Pot got knocked out the ring. I th- I think it was around that one. I'm I'm not mista- uh, If I'm not mistaken, Britt was like okay. very over. Like everyone was over. It was it was a great experience. Like uh, except you know, for Cody i'll i'll tell you about that i'll tell you about that because i i'll i'll, I'll give you the live like what, what i was kind of uh felt like i was seeing now it may my live perspective may differ from someone else's but um we'll get to it when we get to that match but um hangman like no Ugh. concerns about the hangman anymore like <laughs> um it, it just was like like i said it was it's the best show i've ever attended like I can't think of anything like, like you brought up takeover New York, I believe before, but I, this is just different. Like, it's just like, I don't know if it was because everyone was happy to just be back in the arenas or it was just like AEW getting their crowd back because it was like this at the last uh pay-per-view before, you know, we went into the shutdown, which is AEW revolution 2020. Um, and, it, it was just a very special night all around, especially, and I was glad to make the four-hour drive to Jacksonville and back. I was just happy, and I was like, damn, if it's like that, like any Jacksonville show, shit, I'll go out there. <laughs> but yeah, man, listen. listen. Yeah,
1: um, my, my perspective from watching it. My pleasure. From watching live is like there are a lot of things that gotten away from it. Filming the way, obviously, you know, you can't recapture being in the crowd live for something like that. Um, but I believe that you know most of these shows are are you know mostly shot and done and produced for TV more than live uh, fans at times. So some of the stuff that happened um, on this show um, while watching. Uh, it, most of the matches were. Most of these matches were, were really good, but like there were certain things and also patterns that like, you kept seeing coming out. It's just kind of like, okay, maybe not. Maybe they're not like they're things that make you hate the show because obviously not. I I, I love the show, but there were things that were kind of like, okay, they they did this again and they did this in the next match and then they did this in the next match and um, like also Ross was just.
0: I heard about that. Ross. I, Ross, I, I heard Ross. Ross was
1: reporting. off his game. Ro- Ross off his game. Like I want to say this this is about as bad as he's ever been since, like, since he's been, like, broadcasting. Uh, I'm not sure I remember calling him since, like, him doing Russell Kingdoms. Wow. Like, it, it it was, like, I don't, it, it, it wasn't, like, but still him, him, like, granted, you know, the things we normally get on Ross for is when it's like, he's saying, he's saying stuff like, talking about women's weight or whatever else or, or, or in, in shit, and it doesn't, it's in, irrelevant, but, or him, you know, clearly getting pissed off that, like, you know, the, the Young Bucks have, you know, besmirched the tag rules. But uh, as far as him actually just calling, you know, knowing the story, telling the story, remembering names and knowing what the, the story beats are, he just kind of like, he knew everything, but it just couldn't, like, for some reason, it wasn't coming out of his mouth in the way they normally, you know, just does with E. So, mm-hmm. um, but it. Oh, but they still had... At the same time, you still had like Shavani and you still had of recovering them and they were normal gray cells. It's just, just kind of off um from from from, from that perspective. Um Callus, Callus wasn't nearly as bad. He caught he called not only the Omega match, he also called the Young Bucks match.
0: I I, I ended up watching uh um, the Young Bucks match. And during match the Young Bucks match,
1: he's... okay. So <laughs> the, he's not nearly as sufferable during calling the Young Bucks match as he is when he calls the Omega match. But um on the scale of how much he he can annoy me during Omega matches, probably like somewhere on like seven out of ten. So like he was he was relatively in check until he you know he, he decided to get his ass off the. He says, "Oh, gotta go," and then, <laughs> and then he has to pull the ref. So like so, you could say like this this is probably his craziest performance. Like I won't call him ever interfering in Omega match four, but like but uh but as far as just him not being obnoxious like throughout a Omega match. He he was he was pretty like in check,
0: yeah, man. Um, but that that I'll, I'll start with the pre-show. Um, hell of a match from Serena De Rio. Rio was the first one through the curtain, and she got a huge response. Um, Rio's now moving to America officially. I believe they brought it up on commentary, and then Rio actually put out a video on Twitter that said her base of operations is moving to the United States. I believe she's starting a fan club as well. So, um. Yeah, she basically um, comes out. Serena Deeb came out, and everyone cheered for Serena Deeb also, and then Serena Deeb kind of turned herself in the match by slapping her, uh, and immediately everyone got behind Riho, and there was a lot of, like, smooth work from Serena. Riho was, like, a little, like, off her game, it looked like, but Serena just, like, basically, she, like, ring general this shit. For me, she's feeling like the woman's version of Tanahashi. Like, <laughs> um... Of course, while the dragon screws and like just the the ring generalship, the high IQ wrestling, Um, she did tons of like cool reversals into um, like your half crabs and, uh you know, just spinning out. I believe she's using like a tequila sunrise kind of as a finish right now. And she ended up getting uh, the victory over Riho. This yeah, should yeah, definitely she do like that. So I've seen them have two matches together. And the one on TV was pretty much comparable to the one we got on the pre-show. Like, it's probably the best pre-show match I've seen since, like, the New Day and the Usos.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a funny thing, because um, I, I was hearing that on shows, but, like, it's one of the, you know, is that the best pre-show match people have ever seen? One I'd merely go to is that SummerSlam 2017 Uso's New Day one. So, um, yeah, uh, so, I, I mean it's a pre-show match, whatever, but I'll check it out when I get a chance.
0: Yeah, so that rolls us into starting uh, the card and that Hangman Page uh, against Brian Cage. I thought Cage was gonna pull out a victory here, but he did not. They, um, here they did just, like, (laughs) everything in in this match. It was just, come out here, blow the fucking roof off. Crowd was insane for this match. Uh, I can attest to that. Hangman got a monster response. I put a video out, was like, is this Hangman or 87 Hogan? What the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> and all the cowboy shit chants. Uh, what do you think it is? Because I fucking loved it. I gave this a four and a half.
1: Uh, this is a great match. I gave it four flat. Um, they, I really enjoyed the part where, you know, they start. Um, because Cage is so, because he's, he's short, but he's also just so wide and, and just muscular. Like. And he could do all these things that you just don't imagine. Someone um, and, and has all these all the ability of someone that you just can't imagine it. Like you look at him, you think he like he's had a hard time trying to wipe his ass, and then he does the stuff he does. It's just it's so incredible. <laughs> That's what makes him such a um, such a interesting watch. Um, so once he you know once you get the part where they start doing each other moves, like the F, they, you know he he F big ass uh, Cage, and then Cage goes for the for the. Um, the the buckshot, but then like he gets over and then he sells as if he can't actually get over and do it right, which gives, uh, Hayman opportunity to hit him with a layer, and then you know he goes and actually hits it. Like it it was it was really cool. Like they they I won't say they fully emptied the gun. I think there's a better match in them, but for this just made me think of like what what did I like most about Hangman when he was a singles wrestler in AEW and it was his matches his mid like his upper mid card matches gets Pop in that series and like. There is now a, a place to do a third match between them in a similar fashion. And, like, all their matches are fun, obviously different because, you know, the first match was just a, more of a – him fighting from underneath I had to get him beat down before the bell. But, like, mm-hmm. there is a place for a rubber match if they decide to do that. Um, With the ensuing stuff with – or just continuing stuff with um his fracture or, or uh, weird relationship with – Ricky Starks, like this could be a situation where we could it could be Cajun Page in tag team or whatever else potentially or whatever. But uh, that's that's kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But like this match was, this match was fun as hell. It was fun. Uh,
0: I I really enjoyed it. Really did. Yeah, man. When when they did like yeah, that, I, I, that think F5 off the I think top this is best. I think this is best match in AEW. I agree. Um, I, I when they did that F five off the top rope, that was crazy. Hangman was doing his moon salts. Um, it it just felt like. You know, we back, baby. Like that's what, that's what it was. <laughs> like, uh, especially in the building, and um, they uh, I, I like the the interference made sense. Um, with you know, Cage previously being hinted at uh, having issues within Team Taz, and um, I the interference only kind of made it better. Of course, you no, do you want like a one on one, just no bullshit thing? Sure, but this is going to spin Cage into something else, as you mentioned, possibly that tag team opportunity. Um, yeah, I hell of a win for Hangman Page. Uh, what do you make of the Hangman standing kind of? Because, you know, we, you know, we worry. I, I don't think we're necessarily like, like I would say. T- I wouldn't say that we're not fans of Hayman Page, but we are judging this thing like we are keeping tr- we are keeping score on the race, like with him and Darby, and like and what's happening as far as between them two. Um, I don't know if we've misread this or just you know we were reacting to it, but it seems like the Hayman's in a lot better con- condition than I felt like we had him at.
1: Well, the main thing was he's over, despite the fact that like there's no reason that he should be that over, given like the stuff he's done and the things in and and the fact that like his character, like he doesn't really talk that much. He doesn't do vignettes like Darby does that that make him unique. Like there's nothing that stands out besides like, oh, he's like the 50th babyface I've seen drink beer and he dressed like and he's a cowboy. It's like, okay. Like kind of like it is well, it is well-tread uh, territory. So for me, like I don't see any distinguishing thing that makes him stand out beyond you know the archetypes he's he's thrown into. Like I I, I did enjoy like the, the story with him in the sent with um or towards the end once he actually got towards the match with the yucks or whatever else. Like I enjoyed that much. I enjoyed that a lot. Like I wonder if he's a guy that like more or less is better when he's actually. A, a con um a conflict to to then like talk about what his promos. is like. We talk about NXT all the time, where it's like some their promos aren't hidden until there's actually like a direction, and then they can go face to face and cut a promo on each other. How much the other one fucking sucks, and how am gonna want to beat each other's ass. Like that's the that's the that's the backbone of NXT. Maybe Paige is that kind of person where like he can't you know he does the comedy stuff or whatever else, but like he's more of the straight man that like as you know the dark order kind of bounces around off of them, mm-hmm. um. So, he just he just he just as a personality, he's he's not kind of out there in, in a normal, traditional sense of charisma. Like he's not Cody, regardless of whatever we feel about Cody right now. Like he's just not someone that's come out come out there, put his heart on his sleeve, and say "fucking love me, flaws and all." Like he, he's he's not that person. I think he so, took a big step towards um, that. You know, we talking he about he he's the, you know the emo cowboy.
0: I, I was gonna say I I think we took a st- or he took a big step towards uh, kind of you know. Holding his, his arm out and touching the screen was when he was cutting the promo on Dynamite, when he had all that blood uh, flowing down his face and all that. But when he
1: got hard weighed. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, because it was like it gave him a reason yeah, to feel some yeah, emotion. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I and I think that's what I mean as far as like, I think maybe this thing might just be like he can't really get, dig into something unless it's actually like a full full on space conflict uh so like maybe that might be it and, and if that's the case then fine just, like there's reason why that can't just be what he does right like so um i'm you know as far as the matches, i'm never concerned about his matches like yeah. you know once we got that world match i ain't i have i have not been concerned about matches ever since like yeah the, the matt hardy thing from last year few wasn't all that good but like that's i think to he going, did was as, to as with good matt as he hardy. could
0: do you I, know i think he did as good as he could do with uh matt Hardy. right so um, right
1: so i so we never held that against him but our whole thing was like hey man there's no crowds around and things crowds, the crowds made main thing that buoyed him as far as his you know his character it, it, it you know it's not something that fully you know i can sink my teeth into but you know either way like he's he's over he's
0: super talented um i think he has like and a special... we'll see where it goes like do i i was gonna say i still think darby's ahead of him though I think he has, along with Darby and like someone like a Jungle Boy, all three of those guys have like a special charisma that's connecting with younger people, and they may be younger than us or whatever. But I, I feel like I see it a little bit more um, in Darby, now, right? But you know, now what I will say is this: now, as far as I think
1: Darby's a hangman, I think Heyman's ahead of um of Jungle Boy. I just think people have yet to, to, to fully believe it at the top of the car yet, which is like the point of him winning this battle Royal. Like maybe he wins this, he maybe, he you know, he goes out there, has a match with Kenny. And then, you know, six months from now, you know, we'll, he, it, you know, it, it's a, it's obviously a slow build, but like, yeah, he's, I think he's still, I think Darby and, and hangman are yeah. are the top of of this you know bumbling underground babyface thing or middle, middle upper middle car big thing that'll break through like those are two that will make it we'll see what like i'm pretty sure they all will make it this to some extent like but i think we need to track uh jungle boy more as a future anti-champion than aw champion for at least like two years
0: yeah i told um chad uh kind of before the show we were talking about jungle boy and i was like And he actually was kind of asked me, what do you what did I think Kenny has to really accomplish like uh, going forward? And I was like, he needs to kind of find someone that to make in his image in in this promotion. And I look at Jungle Boy and I'm like, man, I you know, he's that he's so young. Um, He's a really great wrestler. And if Kenny can like kind of use the mirror of of himself, like of what how they made him like someone to basically like he's gonna beat for a while until he actually gets that win. And I'm talking like maybe three, four years from now. Do like one match a year and just Kenny beats him every time until he finally beats Kenny. I'm thinking about like in that next class, like who are your your like who's gonna carry that? that Kenny Omega spot like i'm i'm looking at it like the wire essentially like who's going to be that guy and i don't know if jungle boy can do that but like he's a damn good place to start looking <laughs> like because he never fucks anything up in the ring he never botches like he's like he's he's very unique um and he's just super young so like if you can think by the time uh, well, except for like,
1: that except for like that except for that bear country match was that on him though There was clear miscommunication on both sides, but it, it one it, look, it's it's one match out yeah. of everything else <laughs> you are talking. So it's not a big
0: Um, yeah, but by the time he's like twenty seven, twenty eight, like grows into his grown man body a little bit more, I think he's like, like you know, like he said, like you said, we should be tracking him at a slower pace, but he may have the highest potential, like as far as like being like just he a can't miss guy, maybe, um, because. Yeah, well, I'll yeah. go for it. I here. think he
1: also has the luxury of. Oh, I think he also has the luxury of like there, like you know, we talk about this one. Like when you, when and losses matter, then different things matter at different levels, right? So like, it's gonna be a accomplishment when, when he becomes the TNT champion and he's basically the TV champion. It's gonna be a when him and Luchasaurus become the
0: the tag team champions. Like that can hold him. That can hold him for 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 two years, right there. Right, right. While the other two kind of. As they establish more guys He's gonna be like that third wave Like you know how they say like the third wave Of like you know like uh, Of Atlanta or something like that Is like like first wave is your outcast The second wave is like (laughs) Your your, uh, you know Your your new new crunk or you know Your pre-crunk crunk crunk era Then the third wave is like T.I. and all that After that or whatever I may have it wrong But he's in that third wave like (laughs) Um Yeah, but let's get to this tag team match. Quite possibly one of the hottest matches I've ever been involved with in person. Um, Seeing, like, hearing wild thing in the arena, I knew it was going to ring off. It was singing. Uh, Eddie Kingston, everyone loved him. Uh, Moxley just, like, walking around, banging the the fucking beer off his head like he's the fucking Sandman. Um, (laughs) The Bucks coming out there and just, like, silencing motherfuckers again, like, this was, like, I looked at Chad, we looked at each other, like, five stars, question mark, like, <laughs> it was just, like, it felt like a, um, a slightly less fortunate man's version of, uh, what Kenny and Heyman versus the Bucks, I won't say poor man's, because I feel like poor man's would be insulting it, um, but yeah, it, like, If you want a Young Bucks match to look like a fight, well, what the fuck was this? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, like, this shit was like... It it was like... It was incredible. Uh, With Kingston doing his, you know, All Japan moves and all that. And Mox getting, you know, getting to tap into his his tag team roots. And they had to put this man down with four BTE triggers. Like, this was like a brutal unleashing, I think, of the Young Bucks. And I'm glad to say, I kind of said they should keep the belts here because they can still go places with them cuz i feel like they have something going like they were getting real heat they were getting booze um young bucks sucks chance were very loud in the building of course i think out of respect too um but i you know i'm the type of young bucks fan it was it was just silence around me when they won and it was just like it was, i don't know if people were were disappointed or whatever but they knew they saw a great match
1: um Great
0: match. I like this match more
1: than the um, their match with FTR. For sure. Um, <laughs> and and the thing that's the thing that's interesting about it is like the issues I have with or the I would say issues like it's a big deal. But like I thought the Young Bucks like as far as their heel package like was perfectly fine. Like this is like one of the I think this is like the best they've done it. Like I think this is better than even them you know more or less retiring SEU um the other night or the other week but i i was i i didn't really the match layout kind of kind of left me like they when they built back base like back-to-back hot tags off each other i was kind of like okay and then like there was some point when i finally got to it later in the match but like it, it, it it didn't it didn't grab me immediately but like it still ended up being a great match i gave it four and a half um
0: yeah, so I, I'm like, in that danger zone. And, uh, I think, I'm in that and also, zone. Another thing
1: with me was like Okay. Yeah, I think another thing with me was like them pinning Moxley like shocked me. <laughs> really yeah, who's a loser now? Like, <laughs> who's the loser now, James? <laughs> <laughs> was, hey, but but hey, hanging out hanging out with your loser friends will get you pinned. That was funny. Right? So
0: did, but, did, but
1: then afterwards, the reaction, afterwards and they say, did, like, okay. But after, because I was like, okay, he, like, once he hit him with the BT trigger and then he had to face up, like, okay. And then, you know, like, my, um, at that point in time, different points start to match when they're, you know, basically just ignoring the ten- ten rules, which is like, whatever, it's fine, whatever. But that like, you would see one of them hanging off the apron and you're like, because, the, like, the production, like, they not, they're not that good with yet figuring out, like, hey, man, and if he's going to make a save and you don't want to change the camera angle. you got to tell whoever's hang hey, that's the dead car is about to make a save. He needs to get his ass out the ring or off the apron. Cause like he's on the apron. like, okay. Ma- someone's going to stick the match until, <laughs> until King's in that one time. I was like, wait, why were you on the apron then? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like, you know, four BT triggers. Yeah. He should be able to be pinned by the, I just thought the save was going to be made, but the save was never, never happened. So whatever, but you know, great match. Um,
0: How about that how about the reaction to Eddie Kingston?
1: Um I it it was hard to translate. I I couldn't tell what was um, you know, during the hot tags or whatever else, like they were huge for him from the hot tags. That was obvious. But like the entrance, it's hard to tell because like, you know, so much of that shit is, you know, so many people love Moxley that it's hard to tell like what was what were they going what, what like it's hard to we know Kingston's fucking over. We already know that. However, I think we'll find out as we go to come now that like, you know. They more or less took, Moxie. They more or less pinned Moxie's mind is going to be away. So, which is like that's smart booking. Like, may as well like when he comes back, no one even no one even think about the fact that he had him to get taking five uh, BT triggers to get pinned and it's fine. Like, no one should kick out of five BT triggers anyway.
0: <laughs> or Whatever. Um I, um, I heard. I heard. Um. So yeah, like to see, see what it looks like for Kingston. I was gonna say, I heard someone say something about Eddie Kingston on Twitter. I thought that was really smart. It was like they played her cards right. Like, he can be like the man kind of this promotion. And of course, we know he has a verbal ability to do that. Hmm. He can basically he's yeah, like you know, like the man I know mankind beat the Undertaker like several times, but ultimately, like Undertaker fucked that man up all the time. Um Yeah. In the same way, like, you know, Eddie Kingston can fucking lose, but, like, everyone just fucking loves him, and he's going to recover. Like, he always is able to reset because of his verbal ability. Like, and now that he's a babyface, I kind of compared him to Kevin Owens before, um, months ago. I was like, when he turns face, he's going to be, like, every everyman. And it feels like he's right on that trajectory. Like, I don't know if he'll end up getting a, uh, a world title shot at some point this year, but I think he should. Um, I don't know when, but. He he definitely should uh, at least get the chance to get dropped on his head with the one in Wing Angel.
1: Um. Well, how did, I think it depends how far you want to go with the with the eventual, or I don't even say eventual, but like who at this point who do you see Kenny losing to? Like whether that's whether that's six months or that's in nine months.
0: I have it pegged for full gear. A lot of people are wanting the kenny and hayman stuff at all out quite frankly because they want it as soon as possible that's too, too early um but that that's like the that's the temperature in the streets that i'm seeing And i'm like y'all need to just go ahead and fuck the nine month go the whole fucking year so you can have the fucking perfect book ending and then you can choose what you want to do from there but um yeah
1: like i, I imagine the only reason i imagine the reason why people want to do all out would be um
0: Right. Like, well, that's where
1: he failed. To well, I, well, I was thinking like, okay, it's a two year anniversary of, or it'd be two year anniversary when he failed uh, as Jericho. So it's it's a redemption uh, story at play. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you go to doing right there, but I, I think that's a little I still think it's a little too soon. Um, I think I think that like you get him peaking and up and running at a you know top of the car level in in six months more than three.
0: It's a damn shame. Um, like. I don't know if Moxley would be around, but like if Moxley was able to put over Heyman, if, like I feel like Heyman needs to beat like Chief J Strombo Still, I feel like that. Like he needs to beat somebody else. Like that's big. Like he needs to beat Jericho. So he needs he needs to beat Jericho, Pack, uh, Moxley, anybody that's not like or Cody. Like he needs to beat any of those people. I feel like. Hell, make him and Darby Allin fight. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's that'd be a good match. Um, we'll we'll see what they come up with, but like, I I think I just think that that might be a little too early, because like, in three months, if they do Omega versus oh versus uh, Hangman, I'm expecting Omega to beat him. Mm-hmm. In six six months, then I think it actually is like could be a thing. I think he I think it actually could be potentially a, I think he's actually more of a threat in six months because he get hotter. He, you know, he he's actually has traveled this road as a single, we'll, we'll have some determination. Maybe Silver be back. We have some determination on what his actual like pl- you know relationship is or or where he is in the hierarchy, dark or whatever else. Once he'll be straightened out some, like he'll have had like a feud or two on TV or whatever else kind of get himself hotter. Like I think I think it's a little too early for three months from now.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh but Back to those world tag team match, the young bucks fucking rule. Um uh, I didn't expect this match to be as great as it was, and it was the styles clash turned out to work. Um, you know, they I, I, I love the uh <laughs> the fucking like it was I, I could kind of tell like um I was watching well. <laughs> I, I was I leaned over to it Dave Finish. It is the young <laughs> I was gonna say it's the young bucks on pay-per-view. They don't fucking miss. Um I turned over to Dave Show. I was like I was like, where's the Usos version of this? Like, where, like, where, like, where is that? And he was just, like, speechless almost. Um, and I don't mean to take a crack at the Usos like that, but it's just like, yo, these guys are on another level. And, you know, Fincher ended up agreeing with me, like, a day later.
1: Well, what I was going to say to you is, uh, like, well, we should have – and in theory, we should have we... – the you know, styles clash or whatever, but if they know known it's gonna work out, uh, you know, at least to some success, like it's it's the Young Bucks versus New Chamber in all in all Japan 90s wrestling. Like we should have known this actually gonna work. <laughs> the Young been years, wrestling. we should have known that they were just gonna work this in and like normal. They were gonna do their thing, and obviously, the more more, you know, theatrics and charisma was Moxley and uh, and Kingston naturally, we should have known that, like, we shouldn't have, we, our reasons for concern for the Styles clash for ballot, but we should have, we shouldn't have been as concerned.
0: And also, the Young Bucks have kind of made a career out of fighting these brawler tough guy tag teams. Like, you can take it back to them fighting the fucking Briscoes. Like, like, this is what they do. So, Um, yeah. Up next, we yep. had the Casino Battle royal match. Um, I will just say uh, the Jungle Boy uh, got the victory here. And I'll say, like, this was, he was in so over uh, with the song, with, like, him winning. Uh, when he was in there with Christian, and I'm kind of, we'll go back to a couple uh, points in the match, but I just don't want to forget to thought. Like, when Christian and Jungle Boy were in there, we all assumed before this match, Christian was going to win. Um, uh, I was with Chad, Dave. We pretty much like, oh, yeah, this is Christian all day. Then when we saw the Jungle Boy in there with him, right, it was like, call an audible. That's what I was saying. But, you know, I don't know if an audible was called. It was probably oh. designed for, for Jungle Boy to win, but I didn't know Jungle Boy would win this thing. And then when he fucking threw Christian out, we lost it. Everyone was high-fiving each other. It was just like, wow, this is why this is what makes so, him stand out, because we saw Christian coming in at number one. I leaned over the chat. I was like, oh, so they're going to make it like his edge, you know, coming in from number one to win a Royal Rumble, we made huh? the same joke. Yo, yep. We and, made the same joke. Yep. And then, like, at the very end, instead of the yeah, old guy I was actually, winning... I um, actually went to Zach's. Yeah, 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 I heard. Um. Yeah, instead of, the old guy, in, instead of the old guy winning, the young guy fucking wins. And then, like, we were like, yes, like, this is our fucking guy. Like, the Jungle Boy and... and I'll tell you, like that shit. When his music was playing to end the match, was like that might have been the hottest uh thing of the night. That with Britt and Mox's in- entrance, like, like it's up there. Like there's, <laughs> um, Leo Rush was the uh, um, uh the the Joker, and that. So apparently, Leo Rush is working for New Japan, uh, has a contract with them, and he appeared uh, basically on their permission. Uh he's working in AEW on a handshake deal, so I'm sure he'll be in, you know, a, a couple times. Uh Tony uh, Tony Khan had talked about it. Uh Leo Rush talked about it a little bit also. So um there's plenty of matches for him, and we've kind of long uh wanted to see Leo eventually make his way uh to AEW.
1: Yeah, it's about damn time. We've been I've been waiting for what? How long has he been out of WWE?
0: probably like a what year. Was he in
1: that for last Wrestlemania? Yeah. Yeah, like that's that the first place I wanted him was AEW just for the fact that you know, like New Japan obviously best super junior stuff and um and what he could do with you know, or with uh Taiji Chimori or Ryu Lee. Uh but, you know, just far as having I wanted him to have that that, you know, that AEW Japan thing where you could work both. And you know, it took it, it took a while, but it, it's here now. I can't wait to see what they do with them as far as singles matches. Like, him versus Pat, him versus Phoenix, him versus Darby, him versus Joe Boy, him versus uh, Rivera, like, him versus Heyman. Like, there's so many matches there for him to have. Him versus Dale. Like, there's so many matches for him to have. Penta, there's so many matches for him to have with anybody, with any any other other really, you know, established wrestlers in this company or workers in this company to just go out here and just rip it up and have base like... It, Exhibition style matches or whatever else, and just use him as just you know he's here this week and then he'll be back in like a month or something like that. It's it's just
0: something fun to do. Give give this man a tag team partner and give him a a a world tag team title match with the Bucks. Like, (laughs) I'm sure they've ran ran into each other on the Indies before.
1: Oh yeah, PWG. Yeah, I'm sure they have. So, (laughs) so yeah, like you know, I I was you know I was happy that that he came out as a joke. Or whatever else is like I wasn't I wasn't sitting there for a second thing it was gonna be Daniel Bryan no shit like that because you wouldn't put Daniel Bryan in Adobe Battle Royal right so um I mean as far as Battle Royal itself it was mid but whatever like we got yeah, we end up it was right. I think for me yeah like you know so by that point time we have um
0: oh Caster was, was cage real Caster was real over in the building
1: yeah yeah I heard um so. Um, by that point, time starts comes out and interferes in the cage match. Uh, we didn't mention it, but during the tag title match, you had uh, <laughs> Gallo Anderson oh, and Gallows really come hard. out and interfere <laughs> in that match. Um, so it's and I'm like, all right, so then I'm like, wait a second, so Isaiah Cass, he's not a legal man in this, he's in the battle of just cheating. All right, so then I see Joe Boy come out, I'm like, all right, so when is I was expecting like. They're gonna cheat really hard, and then like eventually, like and Marvel Son were gonna come out and clear that bullshit out, but that never happened. Um, they cleared it out anyway, but I was like, okay, it's weird. So by the time we do, you know, they face Cage or, or Christian Cage in Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy and in, in Private Party, I I said I looked over to uh to to Dan and and, and Jeremy and while we were at that's it. I was, well, and I was like. Yeah, bro, like Jumbo has to win it. Jumbo should win I don't know if he has one. Jumbo win. it's like, you know it's gonna come down to him and Christian. Crowd's not gonna go for this Christian Christian winning this shit. It needs to be jungle. And then sure enough, they they played on everybody's expectation that it's gonna be Christian by the time it was final two, and then they threw Christian out. So I thought was, I thought it was a, a great job for even being a, you know, a mid battle royal that the right person won, which is like that is kind of a blend of battle royals. Like you go to that 98 Royal Rumble, it's like who gives a shit? The final two, like, it, it, you know, face fully, uh, or whatever, but like, the final two were The Rock, Steve Austin, and Steve Austin throw out The Rock and goes to WrestleMania. Like, most Battle Royals are mid. That's kind of like, don't people, you know, pretend that it's not, but like, that's, that's the point. Don't get a mid Battle royal and then hopefully you get the right winner, and they did that, so they did the right thing.
0: Yeah, uh, casters. Uh, interest music carries really well in the arena. He did very well for forgetting his rhymes. I, I knew he clearly forgot <laughs> what he was hey, going to say. Hey, hey Dustin! Hey Dustin! Yeah. Hey Dustin! Hey around. Dustin!
1: Like Dustin, like like bro, just just do the thing. I'm trying to like.
0: Bro, <laughs> do you think? Do, do, right right do you think? Ju- like, like Dustin has no idea that Max has to wait for the beat to come back around, right?
1: I don't think anybody knows what's going on for Matt Caster and like in people that are watching up John Cena to know like that, you know, he, these are insult things that are done and a very basic love for everybody in the crowd to get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
1: Dustin, Dustin may have remembered, may have forgotten that is how that goes with the John Cena stuff. Cause I'm sure John Cena has set up homophobic bars at him back, back in like Oh
0: five. Yeah, probably. So I, you know, yeah. But um up next, y'all been waiting. Uh Cody Rose defeats Anthony Agogo. Man. Okay. So I saw a joke that said Cody can't my hair dressed like a slave master and I damn near wanted to fall on the ground uh when I heard that. Um oh the God. reaction for Cody was not what I was expecting. I felt like I was going to be walking into a very, very, very strong pro USA environment. Right? They bring out the fucking. Well, they set it up for it. I'm getting to that. They they bring out the the wounded warriors ahead of time, and then you already know Cody's match is coming next. Uh, gogo's entrance comes. Rich. Out-
1: they made sure that one of them was black too to throw off the set of what of what that
0: promo was too. Oh man. Oh, man, I didn't even like notice yeah you, you didn't see yeah, yeah, I was like tuned out, I was like looking at my phone, but um okay, the go go comes out uh he he gets a you know kind of a light response, but you know, I'm cheering for go go real hard, but um, Cody comes out, and it's not as loud as I thought it was gonna be, and I was like, what is this like, and it was um, it was still very strong don't don't get it twisted, but it was not at the level of like. Your modulies, baby you seen earlier Any show. of the big the big baby faces or hell, like Kenny got a great reaction as a as a heel um when they came out. Um I don't know what the deal is on that, but <laughs> um some people think he's stale. Some people think this whole thing was a flop, uh, this entire feud, and then the match happened, and then after the hot, hot crowd, after Jungle Boy mocks like like i said in the building that tag match was just insane and then you know up the hill going up the hill was the hangman and uh cage match and people were nuts over that by the time you got to cody i think people got a little tired and then they saw that match was it was not horrible but it wasn't like explosive or heated or anything they just kind of wrestled a match and it was just like okay Wow, Cody fucking won. Like I, you know, and maybe I didn't see it coming, but Floyd insisted Cody was going to win this. Fennish on Chad insisted Cody were gonna was going to win this. Um, I believe I listened to, I don't know if it was Joe and Rich from Voice of Wrestling. It was like, well, if you have a go-go win, all the champs are heels right now. There's nowhere for him to go. Um, it, It's not like you have like a big baby face champ you're preparing him for or something. So... For me, like seeing a Gogo's actual output in the ring, I can live with the Cody the booking decision of him winning, right? But and I think if he's not able to come back from this, maybe a gogo isn't what I thought he was. However, like sitting there in the building, that shit was just like, Are you fucking kidding me? When when Cody won. What'd you think of this? <laughs> This match stunk.
1: No, if there's no ifs ands buts or ways around it, the match stunk. The, the crowd didn't care. Uh, they got the crowd got quieter and quieter. And after the crowd, more or less, like it was funny because I think it was somebody on announcing mentioned how um, you know everybody was still on their feet, you know, for the first, you know, from the time the the opening bell started at eight o'clock to um, Jonwayne wins the wins the match. They sat their ass down awfully quick during that go uh Cody Burroughs yeah, match. Yeah, I can tell you, fucked.
0: they were standing up so, half the half the tag match and like the last three quarters of the Cajun Page match. They were also standing up during the Serena Deeb and uh Serena Deeb and Riho match, like half of it. This one, people was on their ass sitting down.
1: Yeah. So um this match. <sighs> It, it for what they were going for to try to put over um Ogogo as this this wrestler that has that you know more or less has WMDs that he can dispose at any given time. Um, it didn't work. Like the match starts out early and he ends up you know he avoids one of the gut punches. Yeah, and then later on, like shortly after he hits, actually hits one one. It he he, he this was this was not the <laughs> this was not the Finn Balor Kyle Riley liver shot. Absolutely fucking wasn't. So <laughs> they um he is a, he actually at one point hits with another one. At one point he actually hits him in the jaw. It doesn't knock him out, no nothing. No, I, I think it, I think got a near fall for two. Um it just the matches didn't work. It just didn't work. Um and Ogogo didn't look impressive. Um Cody looking impressive either. Um there was a part where Cody, uh, where I'm sorry, um, you know, I forgot which eye Ogogo ha- um has is partially blind in, but one. all of a sudden, there's a cut on. Okay, so all of a sudden, like they're on the right eye, above the right eye, not actually on the right eye, but like the like his right forehead, the right side of his forehead. All of a sudden, he gets he gets opened up. I think uh, I think they said the QT Marshall uh, it bladed for him, which is like whatever. I don't care. I didn't see it. So, but now also I'm like, wait. I understand one of his eyes is bad. I can't remember which one it is, but either way, he's bleeding from his forehead. He's blading from his forehead, not his eye or above his eye or his eyebrow. What the fuck? It 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 was just it just didn't work. It just didn't work. I I wouldn't even say like it just didn't work. Like there was nothing. And then at the end, like you know, I think he I think he kicked out of a, a, a crossroad, so he ends up beating him with a vertebrae. Breaker. The crowd didn't pop or thought that was a finish. It just ended, and it was like, all right, we'll get this the fuck on.
0: Yeah, I I don't think Cody's used that as a finisher in AW. Yeah, but that's his super finisher, I guess, when he uh, was in ROH before. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, for a vertebrae, it looked awfully safe. <laughs> um, no, no, I
1: mean, and, and, you know, I'm not saying that to say that, like, I want him to be dropped on his head, obviously, but it's like that the way it looked, it looked like just a move. It looked like a big move that was going to kick kicked out of it, too.
0: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and, and it just uh, – I was looking around, like, you know, I think people jumped off, you know, the uh the reservation with, with some of the Cody Triple H Jeff Jarrett stuff because I mean Cody's body of work, I think, in AW kind of speaks for itself as far as him sacrificing and being unselfish and you know, getting other people over. Um, and if you don't think so, I would suggest you go look through it. But something's gotta change with him. Like go watch
1: he, how he's trying to get over Warhorse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like like he's not Triple H. He's not Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I I know like the Jeff Jarrett jokes are funny and all that. But if I can keep it serious for a second in the words of Lance Storm um, (laughs) uh, or if I can be serious for a minute, but um, I think he's he's got to find the next kind of great creative thing. Uh, He works well when he's bouncing off his family he tried something here, which is admirable. Like, if it was a situation where... I mean, a go a prospect. Like, and I'm not throwing a go-go away uh, based off this match. But if you're going to... Like, this was one of the results. Like, if we were we're putting this shit in a simulator, this was one of the results that, you know, could have popped out here. And I think what didn't work for me was the, the America stuff. He came out dressed as some comic book shit. I didn't know what was going on, but everybody said uh was some type of controversial character that which played even more into the tone deafness of it. And Yeah well, I don't know
1: if he actually intended to dress like this person, but he dressed like Buddy from the boys, and Buddy from
0: the boys is based like evil if Superman was evil. Okay. Yeah. So like I don't that, know. That man.
1: like that's that's a character. If, if Superman if super if we were in a, if we were in a um a not DC comics reality where we basically like the show called Boys, the boys is basically like, hey, like what if we were violent and gory and actually were some more realistic um in we use DC villains, but we or DC characters, but like we can't use that because DC will never give us approval. So we'll use all these people that are fit the ar- archetypes of all the DC characters that you mostly know. Mm-hmm. And like that person in that and that um that they they say he looks like looks is basically evil Superman. Like right. fascist
0: Superman. Man. Uh- that makes it even worse like I, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah 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 so I think Cody's got to face the music and maybe he needs like he, he doesn't seem to want to turn himself heel or anything right now but he's got to he's got to figure out what makes him compelling again because I feel like a lot of other people are more compelling to him at this point
1: well I mean it comes back to like where else is there for him to go aside from doing more like this this whole thing with wrestling the factory or whatever else was a step down for him as if he's one of the four biggest stars or four biggest acts in the company five biggest acts in the company whatever you want to call it right um if you so that'd be what jericho omega oxley young bucks him so he's one of the five biggest uh, acts in, in the company him do, him fighting um QT Marshall and then Qt Marshall's like green rookie, like no, that's a step down. Regardless of however good, you know, you thought of um Ogogo as a promo or his presence and how he dresses and, and carries himself like and how carries himself, like that is a futures play. So like you clearly knew what this was. Like he saw quickly fucking this QT Marshall, like we knew this was like this was this was you know, scraping the plate with him and he's ran through so much shit that it's like, what else, if he's going to wrestle somebody new, who would it be unless, that's why I was like, all right, well, it would be, you know, Moxie right now or would be like, yeah, you mentioned like maybe he does hangman eventually, but it's like, he doesn't seem to want to wrestle anybody else that's actually on his level. He wants to wrestle everybody else in in the fucking kiddie pool. Mm -hmm. He wants to wrestle jungle next. He wants to wrestle like, you know, some shit like that. Actually, that probably is coming up considering like the first Dynamite was you know, when they turn on him. So that probably is right up the pike of like the redemption of, you know, he's not an asshole anymore. So, he he has to get out of the, I am a top star wrestling the mid-card guy. I actually wrestled somebody on his level after he's been sent packing from that about a year ago. But like, he has to get, get himself back to that point. And I don't know what he does now because he's burnt through so much shit. Like, of so many angles and personal fuses, like, all right, well, this is the reason why you're rear every other match you're in. Do
0: you, you think he, <laughs> do you think Miro may lead to him at some point? Do you want him around the
1: anti the, the, uh, towel again?
0: Not so fast. Like, maybe if there's a situation where, also, oh, so eventually. Yeah. Okay. If, if there's a situation where he needs to come in and kind of save the belt to give it to someone else, like, he's like, he's Razor Ramon. Right now, like, <laughs> like it's like, hey, if we need to, like, maybe, like, hey, if we need to, like, like he can beat people above his level and he can drop the belt to people below his level, like that. That's kind of what he's he's on, yep. or that he needs to like really get in a creative bag and give himself like meaningful stories. Like, if you're essentially like he's turning himself into like, I hate to say it, like, like the Undertaker. I'm like, where you're not the champion, but you're this other act and then like people can get with you for like a certain amount of time when they want to do this certain style if they're they're you know someone that that wants to do promos and uh old school wrestling whatever like you send them the cody direction you know it like it's a branch, it's it's a tree of branches and hopefully you're you ideally you want the tree to grow bigger branches so if you send someone the cody direction they can sprout their own branch and bring someone else but He's got he's got a lot to face, and hopefully the, during the time off that he takes uh, with his child coming up, he comes back refreshed. Because like what we saw is only the beginning of the, uh, I would say apathy toward him.
1: And that's another part about it, right? Like he's like he we think that he is going to go on. Um, yeah, what if he does? leave, right? <laughs> what if he does? Just like Moxie does. No, I mean. We don't know what he's going to do. We know we have an idea that Moxley is right, but like if he does, right, that be his third time going off TV this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many times are you going to go away and, and hope that people miss you? Like you are it's almost like you were Paul Pierce chasing every time to tour. The people don't like, I don't want I get into the Draymond Green jokes that that he said at Paul Pierce's expense, yeah. but my whole thing is like, you have, you are, you. Regardless of whether he was taping that show or not, the fact that, like, you have done this three times in a row, quick succession, you're almost like some boy who a wolf type shit. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's almost in that weird situation where, like, I, I don't want to say it's not nearly as bad, Charlotte, but it's like, oh, you know, it'd be nice if she went away and then she fucking goes away and she's banging, like, oh, damn, she probably should go away again. <laughs> 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 you know, so, so. I, don't, I really don't know. Like, I think I think he needs to get himself into a into a feud with somebody that actually is a threat, not somebody that we know is a project of his, he's, a passion project of his. He's trying to get over. I think he needs to get get in the ring with somebody else that we know could pin that man one, two, and three, and it won't be as you know. Oh, I'm using Cody Rose's name to get that dude over. Like, I think that's a lot of the situation he's been in. Is like so much of what he's done is like being being to do programs with other people to get them over, as opposed to like. Him being the star, like, you think of how AEW started where it was like the Young Bucks and Kenny were so busy putting everybody else over. It was like, when are y'all going to show yourself to be stars? Like, Punk never got out of that. The Young Bucks and, and Omega finally did. He never got out of it. He's still been out here trying to get everybody else over. That shit has to stop eventually because we're starting to get tired of him.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting when you look at when – you, when you bring up Kenny and the Bucks uh, in comparison to Cody because – like you said, <laughs> it, it, it's weird. Like I, I wonder if they would be getting the same like kind of backlash like uh, that, that Cody seemed to face now. But you know, I
1: don't,
0: maybe, I don't know. maybe.
1: But you know, they, you know their styles are their styles are different. Yeah, yeah their I, styles I think are different. Much so more like, crowd pleasing. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say about the crowd pleasing part just as much as like. The stuff, like the stuff in um, the emotion that you that Cody is trying to draw out of you is exhausting, right? And like, how many more times can you go into that, into that well of of that, right? Of that fire that's supposed to be like, like, all right, bro, like, not every, like, for example, you talk about the difference between Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, right? Uh-huh. Tim Duncan will come out here and give you that 21 and 11 and then call it a fucking day, and then and then when it's crunch time in the playoffs, he's able to reach back and and give you the 35 and 15 type of deal or whatever else. KG can do that too at times, but how hard is that when you are going out there and giving 20, 24 and 12 and four, re, and four assists and playing the best defense and being the best football player in the league and treating and every, every game like it's game seven eventually somebody's going to burn out, and like Watching Cody go through this is exhausting. Like you as a not you, not him, or sorry, not him himself, but you as a as if you are watching him go through all of these emotional things over and over and over can exhaust you. Like so, like that's kind of my worry for Tam and then Stardom of like you doing all these emotional feuds. Luckily, she hasn't like she 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 only let her defend the belt the white belt one time. But like my worry is like. She's so into doing these deep emotional feuds. Like, once the my U match comes, once the Kamikami uh, match comes, like, are people going to look up and be like, bro, all these things are, like, so super exhausting and, and yeah. emotional. And eventually, like, can yeah. I just get can I just get a regular – also, uh, the next point, match can I just get a regular, regular ass feud where one person is counting for your title and it's not like, you know, uh, James boy has to talk about an advanced course in the backstory to get to this point. So, um, that, and then you look yeah, at the like, world title it, match on I this show were, and then, you
0: know, it, it, it's like, in a, it's like a sportsman's kind of thing. It's like, all right, these, these guys are coming for the belt or whatever. It's not this long drawn out war that he's had for muscle moxley or whatever. Like it's, it was a different kind of feud. Right. And I, I see what you're saying. Like with Cody is like, right. if everything's the most important and traumatic thing to happen to him, no, eventually it's like, right. is, is it really? Like we we need to see the competitor again. I, that's why I think the T N T title was good for him because it was strictly about the competition for a while for him. And I think he needs to get back to to like like K D. Let's go back to being competitive, and going at these folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Like I think I think that's a big thing that comes in. And you mentioned I will get to it. Like as far as like. That was just a big dumb triple threat match that, like we've seen, you know that we've seen different variations. Like this wasn't some like they weren't trying to break or I'm sorry rewrite the 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 wheel when it came to triple threat match. Like did a lot of stuff where it was, like you do a big move, throws my gets thrown out the ring, and then someone tries to steal the pin or whatever else, and tease that someone's going to steal the, uh, the pin. Like that was a you know it was a it was one of the it's probably what aside from. Aside from what that Royal Rumble 2015 match, that might be the best triple threat match I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I, it's I, on the shorthand list. Yeah, I, I think I gave that four and three quarters as well. So it's like, but
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, but that, but my thing is like, something like that is like a, a change of pace. Like Cody doesn't have a change of pace. Like everything is 98, five, 90, 98 miles an hour in on in on the inside of the plate. Like. Bro, can I get a curve? I was gonna say curve because it make you think I want some goofy shit. But like, can I get some off-speed stuff? Can I get? Can I get a slider here and there? You know what I'm saying?
0: And to be fair to him, can I get? Can I get the change-up? I was like, to be fair to him, they did do like him and the celebrity mash, which was like kind of different and all that uh, with Shaq and then the Jay Cargill. But stuff. that's the
1: most fun thing we've. Seen. That's the, but right, rush, right. and that's like the most fun thing we've seen from Cody all year, right?
0: yeah i i would say so
1: anything else yeah like so i you know i think you know and obviously he is the utility guy but it's like when it when is when it's pay-per-view time it's always something big and it's like it don't have to be like that all the time bro like get yourself an exhibition match with somebody
0: mm-hmm. up next we like, got exhibition
1: match is built on. oh is like the person that like you know is QT Marshall and and QT Marshall is like, uh, um, Larry Zbisco and shit.
0: Yeah. Like they should have went there. Like, like there's a way to do what they were trying to do. But like, I think he blended like three angles in one and then just, it fell short. Um, if, <laughs> if, if it's, if it's going to be the nightmare factory versus the factory or the nightmare family versus the factory, like, Instead of being able to God to no. break this out for six months like you could have, like they probably did it in two and a half, maybe. Um so we got the TNT title match, Miro and Lance Archer. uh Miro ended up getting a win, uh, submission with the game over. This was just okay. I know what they wanted to do, but it seemed like they just they had a different idea than what we thought, kinda. Archer tried to jump over the ropes, which if he didn't botch that, I think that would have got them off to a hell of a faster start. Um I wanted to see them beat the shit out of each other more, and I just feel like they didn't. Like they they tried shit. Like Archer, of course, did his moonsaw with the rope walk and all that. Like he was a great athlete. Um, uh, but I wanted them to beat the shit out of each other, but they didn't. There were some good shots
1: in there, but you know, it wasn't it, it it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't what I was looking for, and especially get yeah, how hot those were um, last two weeks. As far as like they was going, they they almost like get told us like, hey, we finna beat each other's ass in here. Like let me some furniture move around this bitch, and it it just it, <laughs> not to that level. Just not to that level. Um, match, you know. Um, I wouldn't say it was a bad match, but I, was,
0: but I was I was disappointed. Yeah, I'd probably go like three and a quarter on that one, but um. Yeah, like crowd was still kind of I think just I probably there. like three flat. Crowd crowd oh. was just kind of sitting there just yeah. like Yep. And also still traumatized from from the Cody match, I think. Um on this one. <laughs> and and they came out and Can, All right, so let's get to it. Let's get
1: to it. We talked about uh the interference in the first three matches of the show. So, we didn't talk about Cody with uh QT coming out there and and, and messing with the arm. ropes or whatever else, and that wasn't that bad. So I, I'll let that slide. And yeah, and he get you know him scared of arm, which is hilarious. But Jay the Snake comes out, and this is obviously this is a play on like you know he came out and attacked Jake, either a day before or whatever else, right? The fan meeting, whatever the hell. Yeah. So he shows up that. with a bag that we're supposed to think has a snake in it, and and I, look, I'm okay with that because like I. Obviously, like if look if if Miro really did have really had thrown the snake, they would have to shut that whole operation the fuck down right in that second. <laughs> so like we're supposed to believe that it's a snake. I'm laughing at the fact that it's clearly not a fucking snake in there. Miro takes the snake, or takes the bag. It's supposed to have the snake in, and he eats that fucking bag. And I have we because I'm screaming. like there's clearly no fucking snake in there. Look, there's clearly there's no snake in that fucking bag, but he threw that shit. And we're supposed to believe there's a snake in there. So it's just hilarious how these fucking carnies. So whatever. Like, it, also, I, I howled saw. at it. So whatever. All like, right. that was the best part of match to me
0: was how that woke. Miro, noted non animal fan. Remember he threw the fish at Lana? <laughs> oh my God. Similar energy here. You know. Oh my god. Up oh, it went buff up the aisle up the ramp. Yep. Um <laughs> so up next, oh, uh, we had the uh AEW Women's World Title match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeats a Carl Sheeta in like a just over 16 minutes. The post match was among the more unique things I've ever seen in wrestling. Um, I thought this was a little sloppy at first. By the end, they peak the drama, I think, beautifully. And, you know, Britt climbs the mountain finally. Uh, a lot of people were very happy about this. Uh, I was happy to see Britt finally win. Like, this is a perfect example of like, hey, don't push this baby face too hard. Pull it back on them. Turn them. Let them get over. Do it when the people are ready. And the people have been ready for Brit And, uh the DMD chan is like got a life of its own now. Uh after the match, they were chanting thank you, Sheeta. I can't think of the last time a baby face yep. champion has ever got like some thank you chance after losing the belt. Like because like we know the challenges this woman faced. Uh, when you talk about working with people of all levels of experience, everyone from Abaddon to Swole to like Statlander to um Penelope to Ty Conti to going over to Japan, to Ryo Mizunami, who, you know, she had some familiarity with, and uh, finally back to Brit. She had, like, nine or ten title defenses, and she held that fucker for a year. And she was a solid, like, it was a place for the belt to call home. Like, while the division, like, was essentially being rebuilt around her, um, you could always count on her car sheet to, to, like, at least try to make something out of it. Um, as far as the match there, like I said, it wasn't so much about the match, but I did like some of the stiff shots that, um, they gave to each other. Uh, it was a little sloppy there. There may have been a part where Britt hit her head or something, but, uh, in the end, like people were living and dying on these near falls and this match brought the crowd back, um, out of the Cody malays.
1: Yeah, um I don't know what to do with this match because like you mentioned, like it was a mess at points. Um but I, I I while while watching it, um I thought it went way too I thought it went like five minutes too long. Um but while watching it, I kept I, I kept saying to to Zach and Jeremy and Dan, like All right, man, this match isn't hitting on what they were trying to go for, but like just get to the, just get to the get to the brawling. And Then they start cracking to the forms, I was like, okay, like they can salvage they can salvage from here so um you know they they went to some uh, good sequences. Reba with the fucking cane cracks or that like cane crush cracks uh a crack she accidentally cracks um Brit. more interference but yeah like, by the end by the end they they, they came around to, they came to the right finish like it was a um it's crucifix pen. she rolls through the crucif- crucifix Pain and, and slaps on the um her mandible claw deal and she is ends- Winning, Um, I think that you know. I thought the glove was a little bit, the stylized glove was a little bit too much for me. That was inverted in color, but uh, uh, there were a lot of jokes about Hall and the Outsiders to be had.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so what 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 do you make of like a Sheeta's run and B like where Brit is now, like almost transcending the, the women's division in popularity. Um.
1: Sheena was a very good champion for what she uh, for what was given to her. Um, It's unfortunate the year, but tough shit that that's happened to everybody, right? Um, Not well. I'll I'll take away the tough shit because that sounds like I'm whatever. Like everybody had to uh, everybody had to deal with that, but you know, I, I just I the amount of the amount of stupid shit she had to do as a champion, like having to sell like scared for Abaddon, which is like what is it with these American promoters and having them being like having Japanese women be scared of like these fake monsters and ghouls, or whatever else, because it happened with Asuka. It happened with Oscar's too. It was like, what the fuck's going on? But, um, you know, like you mentioned, the, the Women's Olympic Tournament was a, was a huge success um, in my opinion. Uh, her, some of her title defenses, like I think, I don't think, I think all of her title defenses except for the Mizanami matches were uh, was like, she's having as good match she can have given a certain Like, the Mizanami match didn't work. Uh, it didn't work all the way um, but most of it did Um, or a good amount of it did anyway so like I think that you know if you have anything that you would take back is you think the Miz and I match be better but that's pretty much it so she did she did what she could do um, now as far as Britt um, Britt's the most over person Vision um, I don't think they should turn her baby face immediately. I think they need to have someone like a, you know, let's say if Jade, uh, you know, blossoms into in in the ring and like she can become the heel that enables you to be able to turn her face down the line, right? But just turning her face just because she's the most over person in the division. Nah, like she got, you're cutting off what made her get over in the first place. So what's the point? It doesn't hurt anything for her to just uh, cheat. Like she cheated against Sheeta and everyone still likes Sheeta. Like she can do the same thing. It's fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she has is for her in front, of, as far as opponent herself for
0: uh, a Thunder match. Okay, right now, so so she definitely has a Big swall match because base did get a victory over her. Base I think, isn't the necessarily. She's not going to set the world on fire in the ring, but they're going to be able to do mic work for sure in that. And she's somebody that a uh, right owes Brit a win, technically, quote unquote. Um, they can do good might work and it'll get you through something to be the first challenger. Um, maybe you're looking at a stat lander, um, the net for me, the, the natural two, like no doubts are for me or, or swole and thunder Rosa. But if you can come up with one more person to stick between swole and thunder Rosa, I think that's like the path to success here at least.
1: I, they'll come up with somebody, they'll like bring up Ty. They'll have Ty, you know, do a job or whatever else. But um Yeah, Statlander. Statlander is someone I I'd imagine they say pay-per-view. Um Yeah, I mean no look there's names, It just not come to mind right now. They'll figure it out. Like they, I mean they can reach in and grab and pull Serena out. They can do a rehome. they can do a re third match between them if uh, if need be. Um in uh, my I think that she's so much bigger as far as a, the only I think that her problem for me right now is she outsides everybody else's personality on the division. That is like who's going to they have to actually dedicate time to get someone to rise up to that level as far as personality, because they've done all the she's the only one. They ever, she's the only woman they've ever done that with. So they have to, like, do that to somebody else to then get you to feel that way. Like, aside from we have Jade now. Jay will be somebody I would say they they invested that kind of time into as far as uh, mic time and, and vignette time and and promo time and segment time with, but outside of um outside of her that them, them the only two so um they have to do more investing to get that personality thing over um and you know we'll, we'll see what they do I, in like too. I have a lot more faith in them
0: second they could throw Reho in there as a challenger too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned that, but uh, maybe I forgot. But yeah, because you know they, I think they they've had two matches. I can't remember, but like she, they're owed another title match, or whatever else, and that can also get them through. Like, going to have a going a title for like six months. So, um, you know, they they have the they have the answers for that. I just I just hope that while they have her as the champion, before they get to you know Jade or whatever else, like they you know, they use her as the Trojan horse to get to like building up the personalities of everybody else. Like we already know they have enough rust enough good wrestlers with red velvet and the like, but like, can they get the personality up to where now you have, you know, aside from more or less two stars with Jade and Brit to where you have a red velvet rise up. Swole, you know, more people can get into Swole's personality. Not, you know, we'll see what they do with Nala. Nala's in a weird uh, situation right now, but I mean, they can always turn her heel when they have her, um, uh, turn on, um, or get rid of, uh, Vicky, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the reaction after the match, like, as I mentioned, like totally unique in in wrestling. And I think some of the more smooth brain journalists that have tried to like spin the Carl Sheeta as this, like this albatross and this terrible champion and all this stuff, like they should like be ignored. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> so um, up next uh we had Darby Allen and Sting against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and this was a blast! Fantastic match. Um, probably go four stars on this one. Um, same. Yeah, like Sting was phenomenal. Um, I was sending um v- videos to the chat of me saying Sting like Ric Flair on the re- on the last Nitro. Um, you know, when, it, <laughs> when they were requesting him to fight Sting and he was like, yeah, Sting, Sting, Sting. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, uh, I think I might've tweeted a couple hours. So go check those out. But, um, Sting and Darby, this partnership has been amazing. Darby also, you know, um, for this deep in the show, Darby was like, like, getting these reactions that we knew, like man, have we sent him out there earlier, that's as big as a hangman reaction. That's as big of a as a Moxley reaction. Like and um like I said, Sting was excellent. I think Paige and Sky uh looked great as heels. Page fucking threw Darby like uh gorilla press style into the fucking crowd from the ring. Um Scorpio Sky worked well into, with with Sting. Into his brothers. Yes. The people
1: that were that were that caught him that caught
0: Darby were his brothers. Oh wow you know, yeah, fuck your family too. Apparently, that's what that's what he's even yeah. Sky says. So, or uh, Ethan Page, but uh, Scorpio Sky looked good with Sting, and Sting looked awesome like on the hot tag. Like, obviously, like you know, Sting's not an everyday wrestler or anything, so you, he's got to kind of charge himself up for these things. But for being 62 years old, like this was like a uh, like this is one for the ages, really. If you go
1: back to 2015 and you go through every Sting match to this point. He, he, I don't know who, if it's him, I don't know if it's the, the, who he's been with that has had this kind of reverence and and protection and, and care, but he has had some of the greatest sports entertainment layouts of all fucking time in the last six years. Absolutely. You go back to his match with, um, or you go back to his match with, with Triple H at WrestleMania 31. You go to his match with uh, his matches that he had on that Raw when you fought Big Show, and then he had the tag match with Cena. You go to his match with Seth, um, and then you go to here. His match layouts are superb, and, like, it only worries – like, obviously, Sting can still do some, you know, some wrestling. He's been in the, in the game for decades. But the main thing is this is one of the most charismatic motherfuckers that's ever been inside, been on a mat in a canvas – and he has these recognizable um, things that he does. And he just goes out and does it. And the crowd goes fucking banana for us
0: every Yo, single time. It, it was, and it works. It was it's big. never not worked. It was big like, in the building. Like a lot of people, this like, was their first time seeing Sting. People have been waiting to see Sting their whole lives. Like, Finisher had never seen Sting. I thought I had never seen Sting. So I remembered I, I attended an Impact taping in like 2011. But I saw Sting once on a nitro and um,
1: a nitro and uh, well, Amelie now, but it used to be called ice power for the, uh, or the lightning, pe- lightning, lightning plate. Like that's the only time I remember I recall ever seeing sting. But I just hit the bag. I saw sting at, um, when I, when I ran to Orlando in 2005, like, that's funny. Like I, I went, to, I, I bought a ticket to, to that Orlando raw. And like, I went there basically on two hours or two hours notice, to go to that raw and that was like that has to be the last show that had R- Ric Flair and Dusty Rose on the same show and Sting was on it at amazing. the same time. That's
0: crazy, amazing. Yeah,
1: on a, I just went there at random. Like they had a they had some John Cena and um Rusev thing going on at the time. Uh, but yeah, that's during that build. So that was like a February show, anyway. Like yeah, so just it was just incredible. Darby just a master seller, like. And he, and obviously like the thing that mo- the thing that really helps his selling is the fucking bumps he takes makes it like once you take crazy bumps, it's easier to it's easier to sell. Like I'm not saying I don't suggest any dummies do that stuff because I think he's an idiot for doing that kind of stuff. But he's a great seller and then he maximizes <laughs> he maximizes his opportunities by doing this crazy shit. So this huge hot tag for Sting. Sting went wild. Um you know, they did the goofy thing where like the illegal men have the actual legal men in submission moves, and then Darby and P and um and Page are trying to gouge up his yeah. eyes out, which leads to yeah. um, you know, it's just one-on-one where it's, where it's Scorpio Sky and it's Sting. Scorpio gets a better for a split second, he goes for his like uh springboard, uh stunner, Sting catches him, and hits with the even flow DDT superb match stinger splash like i'm watching it and rich you you recall this remember the match with seth rollins at, uh what was that snap Champions 2015 yeah. when i was like when he had, caught him in the second uh, scorpion's death Punch, i'm like fuck it, put the belt on him do it just whatever <laughs> like during the match i was literally in that mode just like so happy to see sting again Sting's my third wrestler all the time for y'all that don't know so like just see that i was super happy and then um I was like, the only thing missing right now, this, this match is going great. The only thing missing right now is a backfist. And then, like, literally seconds later, backfist. I was know. like, hell yeah. This, this is fantastic. <laughs> I was so happy. This is, my, this is my favorite match in the whole card. It yeah. really was. Like, I just, I, I love this match. Um, and, like, you know, um, he, beat, he beat Scorpio Sky. Um and Scorpio Sky, like he's a tag team guy again. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, people that thought that Sting was going to become the fucking AEW champion in like six months. Like,
0: it's real rough. Nah, like, it's real rough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, if you want to say that, like, he first guys in the world, like, bro, like, look what Scorpio Sky is. Like, he was a tag guy. He got a title shot. They never, you know, like, I know his music is, you know, reach for the sky, but ultimately it's like, reach. Oh, the mid card. So like that's that's, where, that's, where, that's that's where he is. He's in the middle. Yeah. So like he can do a job for Sting on that night and like we'll see what they do is uh a special with Darby and Sting uh, going forward but and, like, like
0: um I, I was talking to Shane There's
1: there's money to be made for them in like future uh, like you know like you know every six months them doing this as a
0: tag uh as a tag team. Like I think you got to Eventually, look at doing Darby Allen and Sting versus the Bucks, giving them a title shot at least. Um, Like, that would be like, that would do business, that would draw either a rating or it would be a a good pay per view match. And then, like, it would. um, I was telling uh, Chad and Dave, I was like, the way they've used Sting is just like masterful. It's like Sting has his own role and his own little corner carved out as every kind of show guy. Where it's like he's a part of the the uh environment and he's not an interloper. So it's like right. it feels better. Like this is,
1: <laughs> Yeah. This is what I'll say. If they do build up Sting and Darby to be a tag team, get a tag shot of I need Darby to win that match.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I,
1: I don't need. I don't, like. You know, it's one thing when Scorpio Sky and Scorpio Sky is a, as big of a fucking sting fan as me, and he's like, I, I just want to put this dude over. That's one thing. But like, <laughs> if he comes out here and he's pinning Phoenix, I'm going to fucking be furious in like two more in two weeks from now. And you know, you know how I feel about them being the, like, <laughs> I'll be treating Phoenix how I used to treat Oscar. Like, hey man, why the fuck are they beating this person? This makes no sense. This person's the best. So yeah, like. Yeah, if, if that's what they want to do, just as long as Darby's one is winning the winning the match, because that's what really matters—not Sting or whatever else. Yeah. It's about Darby. As long as they keep this focus on Darby, they'll be fine.
0: And they've, and they've done they've that done, for the I'm most part. Say they've done that. So <laughs> yeah. Um, up next, AEW World Title Match: Kenny Omega defends and uh, defeats Orange Cassidy and Pac in a hell of a match. Um, I don't know if he's gonna get his. Five star match from Dave in a triple threat match, like he's like he's seeking, he could. Um, uh, I think like what, like it, it's this thing me and Josh think Kenny's trying to do is he's trying to have this five star triple threat match because he keeps trying to do him in every company. Um, and he, may, like, he, like I said, he may get it from Dave. Uh, what
1: did Meltzer give the main event to WrestleMania 20?
0: Four and With
1: three, and G- four ah, and three quarters. Okay, okay.
0: so. Um, this one was fucking excellent. Um, every, all three of these guys came out, all of them were over in their own way. Um, Cassidy, like crowd was going ape shit for him. Uh, I felt like ultimate respect when Pat came out. Um, and even more like ultimate respect when Kenny came out. Cause it was like, Kenny's music is weird. Cause like it drops to like that silence before it comes in. And then he steps out kind of and like the building, like, like the tone got different when he came out there. Um, And it was like, yeah, man, like this shit's going to work out just fine. Like as soon as they ring this fucking bell and you know, James mentioned earlier, like they started doing, you know, the standard triple threat stuff, but like these guys were so much uh, more over that that standard stuff was more effective. Like, (laughs) so it doesn't feel cheap almost. Um, you know, people were ready to accept the quote unquote cheap win for Orange Cassidy. It had he thrown somebody out to, to win this fucker, um, I don't think I've laughed more than Kenny Omega hitting uh packed with four different world title belts. I was fucking hollering. Um what, once he
1: hit the first one, I was like, is he gonna hit him with the other three? And then sure enough, he does bro. and I start laughing. It's like, This is like the best thing Kenny's done in months. Like this is,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this crowd was chanting Kenny's done in months. <laughs> Crow was chanting one more belt as he was, you know, preparing for the last one. Really? Month. Yes. Um I thought orange Cassidy was excellent in the match. Like he had people living and dying with him, like wanting to win badly. He's got to get a singles match. Uh, I think at some point, I agree. Yeah.
1: This is, this is, this is a success of what, whatever happened. Like the success was you want orange Cassidy to get a title shot, a fair crack at Kenny Omega one-on-one. And um, I think, you know, um, I think you know when we're doing predictions, I was like aside from the Ogogo thing, like I pretty much predicted every single thing on this thing, right? Not like correctly. But um Yeah, like I thought this I thought it was the right I thought it I thought it was a very good match. Um I I can't give it a full rating because like um this is this match, like our the uh the internet dropped like mm. for like three minutes. So like we like we were watching from like Jeremy's phone um after like a like eight, like a minute and a half went by. So like I had to rewatch it, but my my problem with the match, as far as not like loving as much as everybody else, is like I never for a second thought that like Kenny Omega was not leaving with the fucking belt. Like he was, I didn't never for a second for I never bought a single near fall. I was just like, oh okay, he stole the pin. That's hilarious. I'm like, look at this dumbass
0: crap. I'm just in like, look at this dumbass crowd people, I'm like, I'm yo, people bought every one of them near falls. <laughs> I I every one of them. We was. I was, I was looking around now. like. <laughs> all right, and then maybe I just – I, I kind of lost myself in the match for one of them. I don't remember which one it was, but it was like – I looked at Chad, and I was like, all right. They they kind of got me right there, and Chad was like, they, they kind of got me too on that one, but um,
1: – Like, so the one that was – the one that, like, I thought was – I mean, I, I can't remember, but, like, one of the two biggest ones for Orange Cassidy was um, – Omega's in trouble – Callus yells shit, and then you hear the mic, and then you hear, and then you hear the 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 his mic get dropped on the on the floor, and then all of a sudden I don't know if, or not on the floor, but on the on the table, and you can see like you can clearly hear like he's getting up to go make a say, right? So I don't know if Shivani or or Escalibur or Ross is like where the hell is he going, whatever else, but it was like the second yell shit and drops him, you're like oh he's about to go he's about to go pull the rap for some shit. Everybody go save. And sure enough, the next thing you know, you see, you know, the crowd goes wild once, and I'm like, me watching at home, I'm like, I, I want to say a smart, but, like, someone is like, you've seen this, how this goes. I'm like, I'm going to pull him out of fucking ring. And sure enough, the crowd's like, and they show the reactions of, like, people losing their mind, looking like the Undertaker uh, guy from That's WrestleMania I'm like, you goddamn goofballs. You really thought he was going to win eight of your world championship? the fuck out of here there's so much more money like even if orange cassidy eventually does become the AEW world champion there's so much more money in another match down the line than right fucking now at, just randomly out of nowhere yeah. well what do you think what,
0: like there's a lot that, of over baby faces that that when it when yeah. it's time to go back on the road they got a bunch of heels champions for for you to form to wrestle
1: yeah so smart so um <laughs> w- what i will say come away from this match is um Kenny Omega is fucking awesome as usual. Pac, I'll never get over how the kind of fucking command he has in the ring and body control. Like he's just just another fucking level. Like the fact that like we've seen him wrestle as fast as we can ever see any other human possibly fucking wrestle on a blur. And then like the way he has, because he's still a, you know, a a mean bastard heel person or whatever else, or so that's still his persona. Like the fact that he can, he has the audacity to get up on top of a top turnbuckle and take five minutes to finally dismount and hit a shotgun drop kick. And and no, no one says anything to him because like, it's kind of awesome. It's like, he just he just has control of what he's just at the peak of the fucking fake sport. Like he's Bro, awesome. And,
0: and, and if you guys have never seen pack in person, just seeing like the Black Arrow in person is like just a just a beautiful experience. Just watch him go up there. It's so graceful. It's so impactful at the end. Uh, it's like a real like live just f- like finisher. Like hit like, a bitch with that. Like if there's no shenanigans, your ass going down.
1: Right. And that's what I mean. Like when he does that perch, like, cause he takes forever. It's like all it does is build an anticipation. Like when this fucking guy jumps off this thing and, and, and does basically like a, a, you know, a spinning or sorry, a rotating shooting star press, like you're just going to be impressed. Like he's just, he's just so in command. And like, you know, like obviously I think they would have had a better match had, had it been just, um, those two and and have another one, but like this is all in its own thing is
0: like special in its own way. And like, congrats all three of them. And they, they opened the door to like, kind of like this. And I would say to WrestleMania triple threat from this year, kind of like, I don't want to say they've, they've changed or flipped the script on like how we look at triple threat matches and everything. Cause like, even then, like, I think they were laid out, to accomplish different goals, like they weren't trying to make nobody in defeat in that <laughs> their WrestleMania match. Um, no, this one, not at all. <laughs> this one had a little bit different goal. Nah, if
1: if if, any, if you want to compare it to any WWE Triple Threat, I would say probably that that Brock, uh, Seth Rollins, and um and John Cena from Royal Rumble two thousand fifteen were like that more or less made uh Seth Rollins that night.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great comparison, and um yeah another classic uh, match like I you know I, I don't worry about these things like uh, Chad and David asked me like what match I was looking forward to the most I looked up and down the car and I was like you know what I'll take the candy i make a world title match on pay-per-view usually those things work out well like <laughs> that, um, and
1: that's a that's a weird thing for me with this, with this card is like I didn't because of you know it's like okay like like I said like all these matches I can pretty much predict up and down what's gonna happen all of them so it's like I didn't really have something that I was like I can't like this, there was no um, exploding barbed wire death match, title match, grudge match between um, Omega and and Moxley for me on this card. There was no Young Bucks versus uh, Hangman in in Omega on this card. There was no um, Jericho in 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 Moxley match on here for me. None of these matches built, you know, called for me in that way. Like. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm just expecting, I'm just I have no expectations other than it'll be a good
0: show and obviously it was a great show. Yeah. Then we got the uh the stadium stampede match. Man, gotta tell you, man, this was a long match. It was thirty two twenty six. Um, very kind of different tone than last year. However, I still think they hit a bunch of comedy site gags. I thought the entrance to this was fucking amazing. When I saw the inner circle like on the fucking zip ties or whatever they were like in Jazz Stadium going down, like I was like, holy shit. Oh, uh, I had three thoughts. I had three
1: thoughts. One, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12. Two on heart, obviously. Yeah. And three like. Metal Gear Solid, like the scene at the end where they're trying to get the fuck out, uh, get the fuck off the island uh, before to the, uh, try to stop nuclear uh, explosion going off, and like you're rappelling down the bi- the side of the building. Like those are the three things that came to my mind. So, so like once you know, once I saw it, I like, oh yeah, this is pre taped oh, I'm good. So like, it, like once once I, was, I remember, it I, I think I had the
0: same thought. Yeah
1: organizers was pre-taped. I was like, okay, like I think we would found out if fucking uh, Sammy Guevara had died uh, <laughs> b- before before they aired this shit and just ran off with it. So I, I was like, okay, we're fine.
0: Yeah, um, I gotta say, uh, I like the layout, like of them going from the pre-recorded to the live, kind of like your uh, boiler room brawl, mankind and Undertaker, uh, SummerSlam '96 uh, type feel. Uh I thought it was a little long, but I, I enjoyed, you know, some of the, the different scenes where it felt like they were in these different areas. Like uh when when Sammy went in the room with Sean Spears, it felt like I was watching Mortal Kombat or something. And all the team combat or whatever and where where they, they break off the scenes and you see like the underlings fighting, then you see like the the second tier guys, and then you see the big guys like on different levels. Like I it felt like Mortal Kombat to me.
1: Okay. So once they split off and branch off from each other. I thought that the Wardlow and Hager thing was 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 fun as fuck. I thought that the MJF and Jericho one with the side gags when you have Charlie Strong and Urban Meyer was yes. fun and were fun as hell. Um, I I liked. It didn't have an ending, so I, I had to give it a big grade. But I did enjoy like the the, the club scene thing. <laughs> With Conan there and and them drinking before they start fighting it reminded me it's almost like a like almost like a O two um, you know the drink thing with Hangman and Hager last year Yep. um the one that I the one that I did not like was Sammy and Spears because like they they did where the fuck did that lighting come from like what so. The the lighting I was like this. This is like I get it. The sight is like he's a chair man, and he's in a bunch of chairs, and a like cycle. he start dancing with the chairs, and made me think like I want I wanted to see him do the full little Parker deal uh, when uh, and you know with the, oh, with the, with the chair, and I wanted man to do the hop do the hop on one leg and all that, but he didn't do he didn't go all the way. Um, the the part where uh the part where um he was looking for weapons to pick and he picks bolt cutters, um, and then Sammy throws the bolt cutters. And then uh, he ends up getting handcuffed, and he looks, and, like, all of a sudden, like, these bolt cutters get that got thrown end up underneath a, 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 um, a
0: what a do you call it?
1: A, a pallet, and I'm like, no, not possible. Physi- the, the physics aren't physici- <laughs> are physicking. No, not a chance. Absolutely not. But whatever. Like, okay, at least they showed me how you could get out, at least. So I was like, whatever. So I would have came up with a better way to do that, but whatever. So. But yeah, like overall, I enjoyed it. Um, did it go too long? Yeah, probably. But like, I enjoyed it. Um, them cutting to live, I wasn't expecting. So when they cut the live, I was like, "Oh, they cut the live!" And it made me and it made me think of like you mentioned the Brawl Room brawl. Made me think of um, Royal Rumble with Owens and and um, Reigns from earlier this year too. Mm-hmm. As far as like we pre shot some shit and we'll cut the live or we'll cut back or what back and forth. So, um, but yeah, when they end up in the crowd, like Sammy, you know, he lost. He's the reason why they lost war games. He ended up getting pinned, and um, and Stadium said Pete last year it was appropriate for him to win. Bro, Sean Spears hot, so I, hot so I was the fuck, so so that was cool. Um, them playing out to Judas after the Judas shit was taken off until you know, um, until the pandemic shut it all down. Might breathe new life into it. But it was it was a fun celebration at the end. And like I always thought that like in circles and wings is like they need a signature win as like this important this super important faction in AEW history for the year that they've or sixteen or eighteen months that they've been together more or less like they finally got their you know comm- their big win that they never had as a unit really
0: so I, I was I, I thought I thought it was perfect for them the win yeah man when um they they pulled back up in the arena it was like new life back into the crowd because we didn't know they were going to pull back up in the arena. We thought we were all just watching the screen and we were reacting. We we're like, Oh, right. that's cool. But then it came back. It was like, they fucking remembered us. Like, and then it was like, I was thinking, I was like, why would they not, um, come back to the arena in front of the, the hottest fucking crowd? Like that I can remember. Like, and then they fucking did. And then when Sammy rolls up and he ends up, you know, doing his six 30, the crowd, I, I feel like everything I've ever said about Sam on this show felt vindicated in that moment. Like, he's just as much in that class of young stars as, as anyone. And him, his juxtaposition from two years ago, he's on the fucking buy-in to losing last year in the main event. And then this year, he's standing tall. Uh, at the end, like, getting the win, it was just like, hell, fuck yeah. Like, go fucking get him. Like, it was him. Like, this, this shit was about him. It was about Jungle Boy. It was about motherfuckers rising up like um it was about uh you know hanging a couple years ago like like think about where all these dudes have come from and then it's just like i don't know where it's going orange cassidy orange cassidy even even while losing orange cassidy right like uh, Britt baker her getting crowned like and it's like the progression of these people like in these two years is like damn they still got their their main event class like your omegas your jericho's your mox and uh, Bucks and all those people still ready to work with these people and it just like felt like a proper night of elevation felt like a celebration uh, I'm rhyming right now but <laughs> um, like you know going from the empty stadium back to us and bro like singing Judas at the end was just like it felt like an all-time moment for an all-time show and he did about a five minute speech after they went off the air and it was just like damn like I'm so glad to be a fan of this company. So glad to have been in this this audience. Like, it's possibly the best, like you know, show in company history. Um, I,
1: uh, all I mean, all out was fucking absurd, bro. And also revolution. But I mean, it's up there. Is one of the, it's? It's easily one of the four or five best shows they've
0: done. Like this, it just felt like, man, like when they do it right. I don't think like you know uh the the revolution show like it seemed like you know when they fuck up it the sky is falling almost but when they don't and it's good it's like who's fucking with them like it, it's just like it's a great it's a great feeling to have been in that crowd i feel lucky to to have actually like gone um and yeah i you know all Outs in chicago i don't think i'm going to go to that one but <laughs> whenever they go to vegas I can't wait to go. So,
1: so what did people get
0: refunds on their
1: 2020 double to nothing uh, Vegas uh, tickets yet? Or are they they holding them on to all are holding on to them for like two years?
0: I think the Vegas tickets turned into this show. If they still held. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. But okay. I got to say, like, you buy tickets, and you buy you buy tickets to, and you know, plane or whatever to Vegas, and then he's like, nah, bro, you need to cash that whole in and send it to Jacksonville. You lost. I'm sorry. You lost. I, I don't even know it was the first uh, event of pay-per-view. You lost. Yeah. I've been to Vegas. I've been to Jacksonville.
0: Oh, it's different. 10 out of 10 Vegas. Bro. um I was running around Jacksonville. That shit was like a ghost town. Like, it was like. Bro, what the fuck is, is even here? Like, like, <laughs> like, like I don't know anything that's going on in Jacksonville. Like, nothing but exactly. water everywhere. Like, it's just <laughs> an emptiness, yeah. you know. But I was just in the downtown area. But maybe the other parts are different, but um, yeah, uh, I was not trying to. It be, ain't the I, strip in Vegas. Look, I was gonna say I was not trying to be the subject of the next "Who I Smoke" song. So I stayed in the the one area that, um, oh, wow. you know. <laughs> But, like I said, uh, incredible fucking show. Um, Checking the Discord now to see if someone asked anything about the show. Um, Looks like nothing that is... okay. Um, No, we kind of covered that stuff. Um, Yeah, man. But, overall, like, awesome show. Hell of a return. And they needed one of these, I think. Uh, Especially coming off the last... I mean,
1: we all... we all needed one of these. Think, bro. Think about this year. Like, right. So, Russell Kingdom. What was that? What was the best night of Russell Kingdom this year? Night one or two? Night one. I'm gonna go two. I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember which one it was right. One of those. Nights, one of those nights was just one that was was there, right? Then you got the two takeovers. You got um, the two Stardom pay per views um, from uh, March. The Budokan and then the one from um, March. You throw in like maybe one or two. Um, you throw in like a, cu- a couple NXTs and a couple of Dynamites. And by the NXTs, I mean like the TakeOver and Half deals that they did, like uh, like the New Year's Evil shit. Um, and then like this and you're like, yeah, that makes up like the 12 best nights of the year. Like we haven't had that much great wrestling this year compared to like, you know, obviously nothing compared to 2019 is unfair, but like even compared to 2020, I think we had better, uh, we had at least halfway through the year we had, you know, even, even like the second half of last year, like we had more good shows than we've had in like this, which is like shocking considering like we figured we have, we've had, have, have learned more, but like, no, nah, not really. Um, <laughs> It, it's, it's really weird. Like it, it's really weird how this year has worked out where I'm like, how many great shows, have, how many unannounced great shows have you seen this year, James? I'm like, the ones that this not name you kind of hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the first day of WrestleMania, but not on this level.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So check this out. Even, so even if we throw in like in great on the main roster, right? Night one of WrestleMania and the last pay-per-view because of, uh, if you take away that stupid ass uh, Ms. Zombie match, like that is a good ass show. So, mm-hmm like that's that's kind of even then like that's kicking it out to what in six in six months i saw like 15 good match 15 good wrestling shows kick-ass wrestling shows it's that's, that's, kind of that's, that's go i watch
0: man <laughs> um yeah well this weekend um uh, i'm gonna see if the group wants to convene like the cyber fight show is this weekend um is six six, which is next Sunday. I don't know if it'll be like Sunday night, and then we wake up and the show's already been done. That's what Whoa, I'm hoping for. Is it
1: Dominion six six as well, right? Dominion or is, is six, Monday 6'7.
0: Okay. So right. uh, okay. I'm gonna see if the group wants to wants to get together. Like I'm gonna hit up Zach and I'll uh, see if if he's interested uh, in, in joining. I know he's the, he's kind of been my uh, mm-hmm. my. I've had any questions or anything. He kind of convinced me to take the plunge for the cyber fight. So. Uh, you know, if it's like really good, you know, we, we might have to talk about it. But um, yeah, I'm down to watch it. I will say this though, like, um,
1: well, it, one doesn't have anything to do with the other, but like, have you seen those top three matches for for
0: Dominion this year? I have. We can talk about those real quick.
1: That looks like a that's. The, they are trying to. They are, they are trying. They're
0: <laughs> like, trying to save they're the, sh- uh, just
1: not They are trying to have a good. They are trying to have a great show. Uh. uh um. In a week or two. They how, absolutely. How nice are. of so, them.
0: You know, Kazucho, Okada versus Shingo Takagi for the vacant IWGP World Heavyweight Title. And um, I gotta say, man, uh, Okada and Shingo, you could do a lot worse than that. So, um, I'm, I'm yeah, he's expect- a lot worse
1: than the best match that she won last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm expecting Okada to to get the belt back here. Uh, I don't think they're going with Shingo now. If Shingo is going to win, maybe next summer, but um, I think getting the belt back on Okada until so they can figure out some stability is a great move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think, uh, what is the there were there were two other matches that I can't remember. I was something had them blank on. I Jeff
0: could, Cobb uh, versus Kota Ibushi. That's right. That match is gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, Cobb, that Cobb Shingo match is fucking incredible from um, beginning of the year. Yeah, whatever, whichever night that was it had that uh, Jeff Cobb and night in um, night two. And, yeah, so night two was the night that had the uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that match went like I think that match went like uh, ten minutes too long, but it was still an incredible match. I mean, so yeah, um, yep.
0: yeah, definitely. And then um. You know, you got uh Yo taking on El Desperado. Uh so all yes, the, sir. the Yo section uh can stand up, you know. Yeah. You know So, so you. You know, yeah, me. <laughs> you know. So so you know, we're gonna see uh, what my dog Yo does. So um yeah, but I don't know anything else on the card, but uh I think there's been some road to stuff going on. Maybe Tanahashi and Knights are circling each other. I don't think they'll do that match. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see what the rest of the car looks like throughout the week. Uh, I'm sure check out Keeping the Strong Style, I believe yeah. they they will probably have all that stuff. You can just follow them on Twitter and all that.
1: Yeah. But- so one one thing I just realized, like, <clears throat> you want to talk about like what this year has been so far, as far as kind of kind of lacking, kind of considering you know, all the all the great places there is wrestling. Um, like this next month could be like shut up James because like you got this weekend. show, you got you got this show. You got this loaded weekend with um with the uh with the uh oh my god, I'm like the name of with the cyber fight uh coalition of three promotions. You have Dominion, and then the next week after that is Takeover and uh Stardom's the next pay per view. So like it could be you could you could be off the bat with like five with five great shows in three weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so we will see. Uh yeah. About- yeah that, that's pretty much all i got uh i was damn happy to be at that show uh it, the cage match is uh looking real good on the numbers on this show good god um but yeah that, that's pretty much it man
1: yeah um yeah same here uh you want me to do the round to
0: end it oh yeah
1: yeah uh that's in the, the show thanks for listening be sure to raise the number app you're using Listen to this with um, also go to the red circle and hit us with a donation and go to pro wrestling tees.com. A slash uh, social suplex, pick some official social suplex network merchandise. Uh, we have the old's on top shirt, which is a big deal. Chris Jericho and in the show <laughs> on top, uh, <laughs> Um, also as well um, Be sure to rate Watch the other shows listen to the other shows On the network You have this show When it's your radio You have Keeping It Strong style. You have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Podcast You have From the Washington Hit You have 8-Bit Suplex You have the Grave consequence Podcast You have all things lead You have Great Manage Generator Thanks for listening y'all
0: Peace Later